welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, sim racing, and racing esports. We have an unprecedented six guests on this week's episode, as I visited Milton Keynes in the English Midlands, the home of industrial estates, dual carriageways, but also the Red Bull Racing Formula One team. At its base also lives the Oracle Red Bull Racing Esports Arena, where the drivers for the upcoming F1 Esports Series Pro Championship, yes that's a bit of a mouthful, have been training ahead of the upcoming season. In this episode, you'll hear from Oracle Red Bull Racing drivers Marcel Kiefer, Freddie Rasmussen and Liam Parnell, followed by the new look Scuderia AlphaTauri Esports lineup of Sebastian Job, Joni Tomala and Josh Edo. We'll speak to each driver so you have an insight into the professional level preparation needed for the world's biggest racing esports competition. We start with Marcel Kiefer, who once again returns to the Oracle Red Bull Racing Esports team, who finished second last season in the team's championship and is looking to reclaim that title. Apologies, in the background of some of these interviews is the sound of some extremely competitive table football, but hopefully you can hear past that. And don't forget you can email podcast at traction.gg if you have any questions about F1 Esports you'd like us to answer. So, without further ado, Marcel Kiefer. All right, Marcel, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, sir. So, uh, it's been a cool day. I got to see the Formula One talk. So, what's it like to be, you know, continue to work with, you know, Red Bull, this huge F1 team, and then you're part of the esports division? You know, is it cool to represent such a well known and established motorsport squad? Um, I mean, it's always been epic to represent Oracle Rapper Racing Esports and the whole Red Bull brand in itself because it's, I mean, everyone knows Red Bull since they are little. You see it everywhere in the supermarket and in technically any sports you will see Red Bull. Yeah. So uh, it's a huge privilege to represent them and it's also awesome to see what the race team is doing behind the scenes. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, in terms of the virtual side, of things uh, Red Bull came second in the Constructors Championship last year how are your preparations going aiming for the reclamation of that title for this year I mean last year was a bit rough we didn't manage to secure another title uh, but we were really close Mercedes just got the top of us um, this year we're of course trying to reclaim it but there's a lot of competition so it's not going to be easy but we're trying our best and just trying to work out behind the scenes putting in the hours setup testing just practicing together kind of preparing for any kind of situations that could technically happen and then be well prepared for when it actually happens okay so I'll pick up pick you up on that because do you mean things like there's multiple different tire compounds but there's also different weather conditions that could happen so when you're practicing and training for the F1 eSports series are you doing like okay intermediate or wet conditions on this track uh, I'm going to try this weird tyre for so many laps that wouldn't normally work but you never know what the strategy is is that the sort of things that you're working through yeah exactly do you have like a big spreadsheet we are I mean we have a spreadsheet but usually we are just like thinking about what we are going to do and then we're going to note it down like for how long the soft lasts if we can make the hard soft work if it's like right, a medium okay. soft if it's a hard medium or whatever it's going to be usually it's probably starting on the harder compound this year because of um, the new tyre regulations so I think we'll see that a lot um, but we're basically trying everything aside from trying with Inters in, in the drive because that's okay that's you know, you've not tried that no that's where I'm going wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we're not trying that but there's so many different permutations there so there must be a lot of work going into it uh, when you're at the Red Bull offices here with your teammates are you on the simulator all day every day 
Or are you also doing some other activities as well? Uh, we're doing some other activities, sometimes like media activities or also going to the gym, um, meeting people with inside the Red Bull atmosphere mm. and working here at Oracle Red Bull Racing. So uh, we get to do a lot of things, but of course my priority is <laughs> yeah. getting the laps in because in the end it doesn't really matter to us if uh, we are going to do some stuff off the track. We right. need to be quick on track. Cool. Um, and then where are these are the actual rigs that you're going to be using? Yeah, exactly. Which one is yours? Uh, this one, yes, on the left. Okay, right, okay. So each driver might have their own preference, right? So is there anything that you request different to your teammates that, in terms of where the monitor is, where the seating position is, or is it all quite similar? I think it's fairly similar. We all have our own preferences, of course, like, for example, the tilt angle of the monitor. Uh, if you take a look at Freddy's rig, for example, he is... Oh, yeah, which, one, which one's that? This one. He's okay. basically defying gravity with his wheel angle. Oh, yeah, look at that, yeah, yeah. He's, like, super, super close to the wheel as well. So your wheelbase is quite... It's flat it's on a level, flat. It has a little but bit other drivers are tilted down. Yeah, right. I think for example, Sebi also has a, a bit higher up. Yeah, he is running the opposite, while Freddy and I run okay. a bit more down. Um, but everyone is running the monitor fairly high. Then we also have a different kind of angle for the pedals if they are a bit more flat. I think Freddy likes them to be a bit more flat so he can push more straight, like in a GT position, whereas I like it to be as angled as possible. And uh, the biggest difference I would say is probably the brake rubber that we are running. I oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, is it fanatic equipment, right? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's we got have the V1 load cell, mm. um, and we are kind of all running something different. I think Fred is running fairly soft rubbers and also lower BRF, which is the brake force that you have to yeah. apply, mm -hmm. whilst I run a fairly high brake force and also stiffer rubbers, which is... And that's just personal preference. Yeah, yeah. So I, I usually press really hard in my pedals, and whilst Freddy, if you watch mm. him, it barely looks like he's doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, well, you both won races last year, so it shows that... Um, Maybe there's not potentially a performance advantage in that per se, but it's like the preference and your what makes you feel comfortable that then makes you perform well. Is that fair? Yeah, exactly. I think it's all down to preference. In the end, you can also um, be fast with a Fanatec CSL Elite steering wheel. Hmm. Like we also won with that in 2020. But of course, we don't know if someone would have had a DD1 if they would have been much faster. True, true. Um, That's what you're using at the minute, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we're using cool. the DD1s uh, with the load cells. And uh, yeah, I think it's mainly preference. But uh, in the end, everyone can be more the same pace. Yeah. Uh, maybe some difference, uh, differences are there. I don't think they're that big. Maybe a couple of thousands. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of preferences, yeah. what did you make to the uh, calendar this year? Let's start with the tracks, first of all. Any there that you're not a fan of? Or any there that you think, ah, I love that track, I can do well at this one? If I'm completely honest, I have no idea about the calendar aside from event one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I only you're so much focused on the first race that yeah. that's... Yeah. So first race is Bahrain, Imola and Silverstone. I think my favorite from those is... Yeah, because then there's like a month gap, isn't it, till yeah, the next exactly. set? Right? It's Silverstone, Kieferstone, like how I like to call it. <laughs> Kieferstone? Yeah, because it's like my, my best track usually. Oh, okay. Um, so I always do well there and uh, really like driving it. We're not far from Kieferstone in real life. Maybe there should be a little plaque with you. So it's changed with your name on it. It would be awesome, yeah. 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 In terms of um, how the schedule has changed from this year versus last year, there's 50% races this time. Yeah, that's going to throw up some more strategic curveballs? Uh, I think not really. I think it's going to oh. be a bit more strategic <laughs> because the like pit window gap is bigger. Yeah. But the strategies will be pretty straightforward. I think we will see a bit more aggressive undercuts, a bit more aggressive overcuts. And uh, it's mainly going to be come down to who manages the ERS the best, like the years before, being in the slipstream train, saving mm. your tires, ERS, fuel, and uh, in the end attacking as much as you can. So I don't think the strategy will be crazy different um, but 
it will still be a small improvement on 35%. I think 100% would be better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. You've got lots of uh, media and training and practice to do. But uh, before we go, I'd like to ask you about your content creation, you know, live streams yeah. and YouTube channels. Where do you find time to do that as long, alongside the practicing? I guess at the minute, you know, are you not doing any? Because you're just focused on the, the championship? Since I'm here, not really, no. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to still upload. I have an editor at home. Um, okay. So he's helping me out a bit for the YouTube side. But with Twitch, it's difficult. I thought I could practice in the evenings, but usually my ego kicks in. I'm like, I want to do more reps. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Seb was just saying to your teammate that um, if you have some time off, then you think, ah, but what if someone else is practicing yeah, exactly. in this time, right? Yeah. So is that what's happening right now? Now it's a crunch time? Yeah. I think, I mean, in real Formula One, they are limited to testing. They can only use yeah. the simulators, but we have the exact same thing which we are going to use. So if you don't practice, somebody mm. else could maybe find something more and it's just all playing down in your head and yeah. you just want to keep on top of it. Yeah. Cool. Well, Marcel, thank you very much for your time and uh, best of luck with the season. Thank you. Well, as you can hear there, Marcel as affable as ever. Next up is Freddy Rasmussen, who was the lead Oracle Red Bull Racing esports driver last season. He's very economical with his words, but that's also quite entertaining. So thanks again, Freddy, for your time. Here's what he had to say. So, Freddy Rasmussen, as a living, breathing person, how are you doing? Doing all right. Yeah. Looking forward to this uh, next season of the F1 Esports Series Pro Championship. Long name, that. Uh, Took me a while to remember. Looking forward to it. Not really, but... We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> who knows at this point. How are you finding preparing for the championship on F122 versus F121, uh, 2021 as it was called? Any major differences, do you think, from uh, an esports competitor perspective? Uh, no major differences, but we're struggling a lot more this year compared okay. to other teams. We're quite slow at the moment, but other than that, it's kind of similar. When you say you're slower than other teams, I suppose you might not know their final pace or your final pace until the 14th right and there's always strategy coming into play so you're putting a lot of work into you know different tyre sets and setups or are you just focusing purely on the one lap pace at the minute we're focusing on setups okay yeah. and one lap pace that's the most important yeah okay last year Red Bull finished second in the constructors and you were second in the drivers championship so by my calculations it's your turn to win it now surely this year I mean, this year has been the worst for me so far in any game. I'm really really yeah, I'm struggling with it, so I don't have higher hopes for myself. Ah, uh, yeah, but we'll see what happens when when the actual championship kicks off. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. So, in terms of uh, this week with your colleagues, and you've also got new AlphaTauri teammates, have you just been playing FIFA, football, or has there been some hard work as well? Um, it's been mostly work. Yeah. We haven't had much time yet to actually practice properly, but that should start tomorrow or Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, is that going to be just like a full day of, of driving? Yeah, hopefully. That's going to be from tomorrow until the first race. Fair enough. Uh, this year it's longer races. Is that something you're going to look forward to? Because there might be more strategy options, or would you prefer them to be shorter? Oh, 100%. The strategy is still going to be a one-stop on the, every track, so there's not much changing there. But right, yeah. Maybe more time to gain positions. Yeah, true. And then hopefully there could be more overtaking. Well, as a spectator, anyway, that, that would be nice. Um, I just want to touch upon not Formula 1. But obviously, you won Formula E Accelerate again. Congratulations. That was an excellent performance. Um, what do you think made the difference in that particular race? 
Um, we all had limited time to prepare. We all came there and got the track only when we arrived. So Yeah, exactly. It was a London EP track, wasn't it? So no one could practice performing. Yeah, that kind of benefited me a lot. Yeah. So do you think you were able to adapt quickly to something new? And do you think that will help you out when, I don't know, if it rains suddenly in the Formula 1 game or there's a, a strange strategy decision, do you think one of your key strengths is being able to adapt to something quickly? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm good at adapting to new equipment and stuff like that. Right. So as a part of the training process for this season, have you been doing anything outside of just practicing on the sim? We've been doing some something called performance accelerator coaching, which has been good to help our mental and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and how, how have you found that? Has that been uh, to try and... I mean, you seem pretty calm to me, but are there scenarios where you ever get stressed? Yeah, of course, I just don't show it. Fair enough. Yeah, fine. All right, okay. Oh, well, thanks very much for your time, Freddie, and all the best with the season. Oh, Freddie. So, after Freddie, we're now going to speak to Liam Parnell. Now, he is the reserve or third driver. So, in effect, if Marcel and Freddie were struggling with a particular track and he was quicker, he would step into the car because the team's championship is the goal. But what I wanted to speak to Liam about was the setup, practice and strategy work that he does. So, he works primarily on those, not necessarily racecraft, and then feeds back that information to the other drivers. So, here's Liam explaining the role of setup and development in esports. All right, so Liam, pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for your time. I'd like to speak to you. I think your role within the team is fascinating within the Red Bull Racing Esports squad. Um, you're, let's say, we could say the designated third driver, but you could also drive in some of the races and you work a lot on setup. That's my understanding. Mm. But if you could just explain to me what your role is within the squad. Yeah, so basically I'm the third driver, but if I'm fast enough, I can obviously also drive. Um, my main area where I work on is uh, data and setups. That's where I have some talent, I would say, and it's also something I really enjoy. And uh, yeah, that's my main role in the team, and I try to help the team as much as possible with that, so we can win together. Okay, yeah, because the team's championship as well is what pays the prize money as well, so it's the key. It's the key thing. So, when you say you're working on data and setups, that sounds like several hours in the simulator trying every different permutation and then feeding that back to the whole team as to if you found something that's a bit quicker or a bit slower or a bit different. Is that a fair approximation? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I just go into the simulator, test a lot of setups um, and also like save my data that I got uh, so I can move strategies and yeah, perfect the setups and that's my main role. And then let's say if you were on a particular track or a particular set of circumstances, you're quicker than like Freddie or Marcel, you're also in the hot seat as well, right? Exactly. Like if I'm actually faster than them, it's really hard. They are really, really fast and I took the fastest in the business. But if there's a moment where I'm actually faster than them, I'm totally allowed to drive. How much do you think then car setup has a part to play in the overall performance in F122? Is it a vital component? Uh, yes, I would say so. It's really important to get your car set up perfect. If you would run a really bad setup, but you are the fastest driver, you would drive around in the back still. So it's right, okay. something really important. Also, strategies is always important, especially because the field is so close together. Every call needs to be spot on, so we really need to, the data needs to be perfect. And yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. What has been the main challenge setup-wise so far with this year's game? Um, I would say the new cars obviously are completely different. Uh, obviously, these new cars since this year are based on uh, 
on the ground effect. That means basically how the air goes below the car and not above the car like previous years. So um, the right height is something that is really important. Like how how much space you have between the ground and the car itself. And obviously you want to try and perfect that and you need to adjust it for every track. So uh, yeah, it's hard to predict what's the best setting for that. But I would say that's the main challenge, I would say. It's the hardest thing you need to really work on and test. I see. So all that hard work then gets put into practice soon as we're talking the first rounds in a few days' time. So I wish you all the best. And I guess one final thing is Teams Championship. That's the main goal, right? Yeah, that's the main goal. I try to take away as much work as possible from Freddie and myself so they can completely focus on their driving. And yeah, I'm quite confident for one one. Nice. Well, best of luck, Liam, and to your teammates as well. And we'll be watching. Thanks. Thank you. Well, I thought Liam offered a different perspective there to your usual esports conversation. Next up is former Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup world champion and relative newcomer to F1 Esports, it's Sebastian Job. He's headed into his second Formula 1 Esports season with Scuderia Alpha Tauri, and his team works with the Red Bull Racing Esports squad to train and develop for the races ahead together. All right, Seb, so we've got the new F1 Esports season coming up in just a few days, actually, from when we're talking. How's your preparation going so far? Um, it could be better, to be honest. Uh, I think... Why? Why? Well, I think we're just... Um, well, I've struggled a little bit for time. Um, I've been a bit busy. Um, and then also just... I feel like as a team, we're, we're potentially lacking a little bit. We're working hard to find it. We had some good progress last night. Um, but in general, I think we're we're a bit aware that we're on the back foot. We're going to try and maximise it, and maybe come round one, we'll have figured it out, and all this will be uh, irrelevant. But as of right now, I think um, from what we've heard about potential pace of other people, we're a little. Oh, okay, worried. yeah, but they could be winding you up. Exactly. You know. Yeah, it's focus always, on your own game. Exactly, that's what we're trying to do. But it's at the end of the day, it's. Um, we do know there's a hint of truth to some things because we've done races against certain people and we can see in like leagues and stuff yeah and we we can see how hard we're pushing and if they're pushing or whatnot Um, but I I think potentially we're we're not too far off it's just the feeling we get is there's a few few teams that have found something and we're uh, potentially lacking hopefully that's not the case and it's all all just completely um, made up to get in our heads Um, but I know that for me on race day I, I just have to block that out and uh, like it, when when we get there it doesn't matter if someone's a 10 faster it's not going to affect me because I'll just um, I, I just have to do the best I can that's what I'll always do uh, even if there is someone faster I'm just still going to try and ignore it well there's a huge mental aspect to that and also there's the strategy in play during the race day there's also the pressure of it actually being happening so even if they've got a 10th you could still it's like that winner or podium, right? Everything's up to play for, and it's still a long, long season. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I think it's just the you'd prefer to be a tenth quick because you have the comfort of messing up and still having a bit of room to okay, right. wiggle with. But in theory, if you if you nail it, you should still be okay. Uh, and we've been doing some work with some mental coaches now uh, for the last few days, um, and we will continue to work with them throughout the season. So that hopefully will give us a bit of an edge. I, I believe you're here with your teammates as like a form of boot camp. Is that correct? Yeah. Talk to me about what, what's going on there, how it's working, what the process is. 
Yeah, I think it's the main point of boot camp is it's just nice to have everyone in one area together. You know, it's it's harder to slack off if you are more accountable or if you're held more accountable because we all drive from the hotel to the factory together. Uh, so if someone's missing, you know, it's not good. Uh, and then we also can chat about ideas in person. We can have a break for five minutes, sit down uh, and chill out, maybe play FIFA during our break as well. Or something. I'll just watch you some, some FIFA games there, actually. Yeah. I think you did quite well, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm undefeated against Freddy at the moment, so I'm going, going pretty Happy sure. days. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I hope the on-track performance will be as good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where it matters more, maybe. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's nice to just bond a bit better in person. And then also we can go to the gym in the evenings together as well and keep up the fitness. Um, so it's, it's all just, um, I think, a better atmosphere to be in. Uh, well, that, that helps, do you think? Because when the actual championship kicks off, you'll be all racing in this room together. Yeah. So you'll be working with each other before and after the races, right? So if you get on and know each other a bit more, it all helps on the actual main deal as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think also if someone has a bad race, you've got people there to cheer them up potentially uh, yeah. afterwards. Or if you're... Yeah, exactly. Or congratulate. So it's it can be a nice team bonding experience I already feel like I'm a bit close with some of my teammates that I didn't know too well before um, particularly Josh who's new to the team so it's nice to get to know him more uh, it's just different and it, it gets it gets a bit lonely when you're behind a screen at home uh, you, it's a very anti-social job in that sense when you're you're at home you don't uh, you have to stay inside all day because you have to keep practicing so hard and if you want to go out and see your friends you just think in the back of your head that there could be someone else that's practicing even harder right now okay it's always there is it yeah and that just stops you from enjoying your social life and so to come here it 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 just de-stresses you a little bit at least for me I think um, maybe it's not the same for everyone but I I really need that social aspect Mm. I mean I guess anyone who's in the the main championship can just compete from home or wherever right but you guys have chosen to be here together and hopefully that gives you an extra edge I guess yeah exactly and I think it's not so much about actually racing from here even though we are racing from here I think it's more the fact that we are here preparing together and bouncing ideas off of each other uh, that makes a big difference uh, yeah I'm sure it would yeah teamwork is always beneficial I think in the long run uh, um, I was going to ask you in particular about your season last year first in F1 Esports right yes how would you summarise it uh, very underwhelming but I, I mean, it was your first first it, season. It was it was underwhelming, but expected uh, in okay. a weird way. I I don't like fighting for points. No one does. But I was expecting that. It's my first year in the game, and to be honest, I know that this game is the polar opposite of my driving star. Right, uh, it's very different to iRacing, where you're a former world champion. Yeah. It's it does take quite a lot of uh, adapting. It couldn't be further away from basically what I like to drive. I I, I go off a field quite a lot and the F1 game does not provide a lot of feeling it's it's purely you do so many laps that it becomes muscle memory and oh, you, you're just repeating the same thing every lap you aren't feeling what the car's doing underneath you much uh, because the detail isn't quite there 
uh, and for me that means that I have very little confidence when I drive I'm getting there I'm improving I feel like I hope to get a few more podiums this year I got one at the end of last year um, so it was a sign of progress I hope that this year we can continue that the plan is for me not to do every race uh, so I can focus on certain tracks and that's where maybe Josh comes in the new team exactly we, we're lucky that we have three very strong drivers basically and for me at least when I can focus on one track I also learn a lot about my driving I can start to fine tune things that when you're constantly swapping between tracks you have to warm up a little bit right. and you focus more on the setup and interesting that you mentioned that because the calendar this year is like you've got one race on one evening then the next day is another one and they're all there's like three they're in threes out there and they're really close to each other yeah I think basically every day so let's say we'll race on the Wednesday you will just be focusing on that track for that day uh, and when that race is done you forget about it and then it's straight on to the next one and you just you want to warm up and then get in the rhythm the rhythm is so important on this game and that's what I mean when I say the muscle memory it's for me I can hop onto iRacing and I can be up to pace like within like one or two laps from the pace I did the day before but here it takes me like 30 minutes to right okay because I've just got to get that feeling back that repetitive movement and I don't know if it's the same for everyone but at least for me it is and so I think splitting the races up a little bit more should help in that mm. sense because you have more time to warm up yeah. more time to adapt and uh, I hope that that will mean the level of the racing is actually high or that the level of the pace is high it, it was already very high before it yeah. won't, we're not talking a big difference but maybe like half a tenth or mm. something just because you have a bit more time to uh, get up to speed cool so I don't want to keep you too long but your goals for the season are what some consistent podiums for me the main thing is to see that I'm improving okay. and I want to see that I can be on pace with the front people because I'm focusing on less tracks I want to see that the less tracks helps me I, I already feel it's helping but I have to convert that and I, I just want to see myself maximise my performance I don't want to be choking under pressure or making small mistakes when I don't need to and I think typically that's been one of my strong suits I just want to get even better at it on this game because uh, on iRacing I feel very comfortable but uh, with this it's still you know not, not quite there well it's something new and different and if you're pushing yourself forward then it's, yeah. it's only going to be for the betterment so wish you all the best with the season and I'll leave you to the FIFA thank you very much <laughs> cheers Seb now it's the turn of Yoni Tomala who is entering his sixth season of F1 Esports taking part in the inaugural competition way back in 2017 and once again lined up for Alpha Tauri I wanted to get his opinion about how the championship has changed over the years. So Yoni, pleasure to meet you. You're one of the, uh, let's say, elder statesperson of F1 Esports, as you've been in every season. How do you think the championship has evolved in that time since that very first one in 2017? Uh, I think it's evolved quite a lot, actually. I think it's getting more and more competitive every year. I also really like the change we're doing now to 50% races, because I think before it's been mainly sprints, and I think there's going to be more strategy involved now. Apart from the first year that was um, without full teams, 2018 was the first, like I think you mentioned to me just off air that that was when the first draft picks came uh, into play. You've been with the Red Bull family all throughout that. So yes. what makes it such a good team to want to stay with them? Uh, it's hard to say really because I've never never been anywhere else. Right, true. But yeah, yeah. it must be good because you're still yeah. here. Basically. Yeah, it's just like the way we operate I think I think we, we are on top of the game every year so far 
like and of course teammates have been great like I've been teammates with Freddy and Seb since since the very beginning 2018 yeah. I think that also makes a difference like we know each other so well how we operate in practice I think I think that makes a big difference yeah I think that's an underplayed thing about F1 esports if you get on well with your teammates yeah. you can help each other out yeah I think uh, you've got some good teammates out as well this year obviously you had um, Sebastian Job joining you last year for the first time but then also now we've got Josh coming in so how and this maybe might be the first opportunity last few weeks to meet him in person and work with him is it yeah so how's that going so far do you think that's going to help you take a step forward yeah yeah it's been really exciting to meet Josh actually because I haven't known him at all before this really right okay yeah we competed against him of course but knowing someone is different yeah yeah, I think last year he was yeah I think last year was his first year so I I don't think I've raced him on track once yet ah yeah because he wasn't in a full season yeah 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 yeah, but it's it's been great final question I suppose is what do you think are the main challenges with the F1 esports this year be that the platform F122 or the new format what do you think is going to be the main sort of differential that will make people win or, or not win what's the biggest challenge this time around um, I guess the challenge stays the same it's the qualifying right. so even though we have longer races it's still going to be hard to make a places in the race cool. well Yoni thank you very much for your time and we'll be watching best of luck thanks a lot lastly Josh Edo, who was speaking ahead of the public reveal of his new team. Having left McLaren Racing, AlphaTauri has snapped him up. So here he explains what's happened. So Josh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, in AlphaTauri colours, that's quite a surprise. How's this come about? Yeah, so um, my contract with Veloce and McLaren Shadow ended. Um, and I knew Nathan Take quite well. He was also at Veloce. Um, he's now at Red Bull Racing Esports, uh, managing them and AlphaTauri uh, in F1 Esports. Um, and he approached me about the, the opportunity of joining and yeah, it was it was something I wanted to do. Um, I think I needed a change. Um, I'd been contracted to Veloce since I think beginning of 2018 or something like that. Right, okay. Um, so I'd been in quite a while since, since quite young. Um, but I decided I wanted to do something different um, and yeah here I am now in AlphaTauri colours nice well they they suit you let's say that yeah, thank you let's see how the performance is on the track how is your preparation going for, for this season so far um, yeah so since I joined instantly the first thing I noticed straight away there's a lot a lot of structure um, and preparation that goes into making a good schedule that we all use um, so I think compared to last season um, I've definitely improved my work rate um, with, with the help of with the help of the team making a good schedule um, and now we're practicing upwards of six hours a day um, Monday to Friday which is um, I think I think the the increase in performance will it'll definitely be noticeable okay. I think. Um, and you're also here together for this week or two is it yeah. when you're all like bonding but doing activities together as well so that helps with for the team to gel I guess and for you to get to know the new teammates yeah yeah we got we got the full boot camp going um, everything's great we got the rigs all set up close to each other yeah, yeah. Um, I think it just helps um, with just getting to know getting to know everybody better um, and for example just a quick example um, after a session of practice maybe a few hours we'll grab the beanbags and we'll just regroup um, discuss what's working what's not working on the setups uh, like have um, a debrief yeah yeah. which we could do over Discord of course but it's just nice to see everyone's faces um, come up with some ideas get everyone's feedback um, and then back onto the rigs and we try and improve from there so it's 
nice to be in a boot camp definitely helping us yeah especially when you're new to things that's also a big help yeah, so it helps exactly. getting to know people but also with, with the yeah. practice side of things uh, so I didn't realise this until today that like let's say the broadcast is two or three hours long live on the internet you're actually online ready way before then to do like test runs and stuff so let's say the race is the first race on 14th of September I think but you're actually maybe are you in the rig from like midday to like near the evening is that how it works um yeah so I think we start off with a briefing in the morning or uh, maybe start of the afternoon I'm not sure about the schedule but there will be a uh, at the start there'll be a briefing really early on um, and then we'll go into setup checks uh, making sure all our feeds are running and that uh, Gfinity has access to all of that stuff um, and then we go to practice session and then maybe somewhere in there there'll be a break right, um, okay. just for lunch or something like that come back get everyone into the lobby and stuff and I think that whole process takes a lot of time so how do you prepare mentally for that and also is there a, like a physical stamina aspect to it you need to be switched on for the full duration of the day basically yeah um, I think definitely the mental aspect of it is a trickier one to deal with because um, obviously a bit of anxiety on the day um, you just a, a lot of sitting around doing a lot of just I guess just thinking and maybe that can lead to overthinking um, so I think the mental aspect is tricky but I think the team the team environment that we have um, we've got Marcel cracking a lot of jokes and, <laughs> <laughs> and a game of FIFA yeah. foosball yeah, so we got we got a good team environment um, so uh, hopefully we won't just be sitting there nervous overthinking but I think it's really cool you got this new deal with AlphaTauri it's very exciting what's the what's the rough plan because obviously there are three drivers in a team yeah. my understanding is um, that your role is not just going to be like testing setups and stuff you're going to be entering some of the races is that correct there's going to be a rotation yeah so um, we have or for this first event anyway we decided to do two races each so it'll be me me and Sebi doing um, round one in Bahrain me and Yoni doing round two in Imola and then it'll be Yoni Sebi doing um, Silverstone so everybody gets an equal amount then yeah yeah so we can just manage the workload all three of us are capable of being at the top I think so um, when you have three really good drivers no we don't really have um a driver for the purpose of just testing I think it does make sense for us to do two each and I think it will pay off in the team's championship if it takes a little hit in the driver's championship that's okay that's right it's a, it's a team championship that's where the prize money is won so I'm, I'm happy with that so is there a, a target to, to end our conversation um, you know yeah I think aspirations from, for the yeah, year ahead from what I've seen on Twitter especially or social media the um, our ranking in a lot of people's predictions would be around P7 P8 but I think for sure we are it we can get into the top three I think we can get both quick enough drivers in my opinion for sure I think we can both teams get into that top yeah. three but min minimum fifth that's, that's, okay. that's, minimum an, improvement. Fifth. that's an improvement from we'll seven to that. last year that's a minimum fifth okay. but I think if we can get nice. into the top three both teams that's, yeah, yeah. that's really good cool oh, well Josh thanks for your time and best of luck with this new venture yeah thank you well that's just about a wrap for this latest episode of the Traction.gg podcast so thank you very much for listening again it's really appreciated we can see the listener numbers growing please do follow on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if those are the platforms of choice you listen to because that also helps us out perhaps leave a review on apple podcasts as well don't forget that the traction.gg website that is the url is updated every single day with the latest news views features guides reviews for racing games esports and or sim racing we'll be back for a brand new episode very soon but for now keep it pinned
you looking forward to this season? No. No. Freddie Rasmussen is not looking forward to the season. He's not. Just because of the what, the, the pace that you seem to be lacking, or you think at the minute, based on the competition, right? I just don't enjoy the game. I don't enjoy playing it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Well, I can't say.